We just had Parashat Va'era, going on Parashat Bo. Very important weeks, these Parashat, as we said before, these are the Parashat that talk about obviously being in exile, being in, in bondage, backbreaking labor, and eventually the exodus, the going out of Misraim, the big gift Hashem took us out of Misraim. I've all said tonight about that. And you really have to learn the parashiyot well to see what took place. For example, we had seven, there were seven plagues in this past parasha Vaira. And you see how Parah is changing his mind back and forth. Hashem is making a joke out of him. He says, yes, I'll send him free. Then no, yes, no, yes. <laughs> He's changing his mind. Finally, the last makkah we had in the parasha of Barad, the hail, the giant stones with fire inside, burning everything around killing the people and the animals outside the houses, wrecking the whole country. And Paro finally, finally, he says, Hashem HaTzaddik, Hashem is righteous, He's the righteous one. Ami and I and my nation, we're the wicked ones. They're the shine. And then it says, he says to Moshe, please just, you know, just, just help me, just stop this thunder, or thundering away like crazy, rolling thunder the whole time, like mighty thunder. When you hear thunder, thunder and a thunderstorm, much times it's been so many times. They were hiding, they were scared, fear. He said, please just pray and get this out of here. So Moshe told him, I want to pray, but you should know. I know you're not done yet. I know that you're going to be going back to your ways, I know. And it says, when the thing stopped, Paro, by Yosef Lahato. He added on to sin again. You don't find that before in the plagues of the frogs and sin. It doesn't say he added on more sin. What's the problem? The idea is that in those, he didn't, he didn't confess really in those. He, there was no real confession on his part. He just says, oh, stop the frogs. I can't stop, stop, stop these animal, wild animals. Just... But no confession. He still held that he's right in holding on to the nation. Get to my slaves. After all, listen. They didn't they benefited from our country. Why not? When it came to Barad, when he confessed and he says, I'm the wicked one. Oh. Once you confessed, why are you doing evil again? Why is your heart in your heart again? Oh, that's not good. That's why Yosef Lahato added to sin. He added on. He added on sin. Like it says, Isav didn't divorce his wives and he married another one. And in the Parashat Toledot, Rashi says, Rashi says, Hosif Rish'ah, he added wickedness upon his previous wickedness. You know your parents don't like the Jews. They weren't good. And now you add another one. At least divorce the first ones. Start fresh with someone else. Same thing here. He knows he's not good now, and he's continuing on, on the same evil path. Which means a lot to us, a lot to us in life persons feels, he comes to the conclusion that maybe my, what I'm doing is not maybe the exact avenue I should be taking in life. Each person on his own way. But he realizes something's wrong over here. And now, right away, he gets a test now. He gets that out, doesn't want to let him go. He wants him to continue on that path. And he has to now conquer this yasarara, this evil inclination, and try not just to start a new path, to get away from the old path. And go on a new path. Not to continue. 
the evil. You know it's wrong. So what are you continuing for? I can't help myself. That's not an answer. I can't help myself. You're here to be tested in life and you have to persevere. You got to fight back. You got to be strong about it. You can't just take, take a sitting down. You know, you give the surrendering flag, and that's it. Take me wherever you want to take me. That's uh, it. Can't be like that. And Hashem is looking forward to that. Hashem waits. It says Hashem waits for the time when a person conquers wounds on a certain test. Hashem looks forward to that. He gives such nahat to such pride and joy Hashem gets when he sees one of his children, Am Israel, pushing back against this tough guy. Yes, I say tough guy, but he's tough because he knows how to get people. But really, really, it's an illusion. You have to see through the facade. You have to see, have to see through him. But yet, of course, all of us, including myself, we're all tested, we're being tested. But that's our greatness, and that's our greatness of the, of the future, and of the present also. And when a person is being tested... And he's pushing himself, and he's fighting back. And there's wins and there's losses, and ups and downs. And it's really, really, it's fierce, the battle. Who, who could imagine how fierce the battle is? Well, we think it's nothing, the battle. The battle is so ferocious. You're walking in the street, so you turn your eyes, what to look at, what to think about. There's inside battles. Maybe a guy feels like he's, he's it, he's everything. Looks down at his friends. That's a, that's a very fierce battle. Not always easy to win that. Very hard. You have to fight back. Am I learning enough? If I am learning, am I learning in the right way? Am I giving all what I have to feel out praying? Am I trying to do kahasadim with people, be nice to kind to people? There's so much in the spectrum that has to be fought. And a person is expected to try in these areas. It doesn't mean you always, you always could win. But not always that's what Hashem wants in a person. It's not always that win. As you said, we said many, many times in, the, in this yeshiva. It's, mas- it's basically what Hashem was looking for. He wants to see the decibel. To what decibel did you put up a fight? How far did you get with your fight? How high did you get? What number did you hit? Like we have, like I say, the earthquakes. So there's a re- the Richter scale. There's a scale, 1 to 10. So... Uh, from 1 to 10, how, how strong was it? The Abdil. And your movement upward and fighting against Sarah back, you, you measure the Shamayim to what number you hit. And Hashem is the one that decides if it was enough for you or not. That's very important for us to know. Paro, we learn from this whole story, Paro, Moshe, a lot of things. One of the main things is you can't stay on the same wheels. You got to change it. You feel strong, get up and say, I'm out. I'm out. I'm starting a fresh item. I'm get rid of the old thing. Guys, yeah, old old wagon. Get rid of the old wagon. It's, it's, out, it's out, out of style already. Come on, start a new start a new way. And, but the problem is, a person sometimes thinks a person thinks, well, come on, what's going to be? I'll be I'll work on myself for two three weeks and that's it. So what's the big deal? What's 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 going to help? I may fall back to my old ways. This is the problem of many people. To this, there's another answer in the parasha. Moshe Rabbeinu says, let, Hashem says, let, the, let, let us go out of Egypt and go three days and go slaughter to our, to our Almighty. What's the idea of three days? What's this three days business? 
So in three days, we'll go three days out, and we'll, it sounds like they'll come back. So what's that all about? What's the plan? What's the idea in that? Can you hear that? Something I have here in front of me, Biederman, tremendous, on the parasha, explains something tremendous. He quotes here, Rabbi Chamanetsky, from America, in his book, Emet Yaakov, on the Hamash. He says like this, and the Holy Sepharim, it says, that if Amisel would have been in Egypt 400 years, the way it was set up Rabbeinu to be enslaved 400 years, it would have been completed all, the, all of the troubles and Mashiach would have come right away at the end, the full redemption. But since Amisel were, were so deep in impurities in the, in the gates of Tum'ah and Misraim, Hashem was not able to wait any longer because they'll get lost. He had to take it back before the time. After 210 years. And that's why till this very day, we're completing those 190 remaining days from the 400, or years, from the 400 years, through the exile that we go through. It all, equal, all, it all equals up to those 190 years of, of bondage. So now, we understand why Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to take him out for three days only. What's the idea? What's the, what's the gain in three days? They will go back anyway and be enslaved again. 190 years more. The answer is, Moshe Rabbeinu, he wanted to free them up from the bad environment of Egypt, the dirty, filthy environment of the Tum'ah of Mitzrayim, that they should go out for a couple of days and breathe some ah, fresh, holy air without the Egyptian Tum'ah and dirt. And then their eyes and hearts will open up and their souls will be purified even in a small amount from the great filth, spiritual dirt of Egypt. And then they'll be able to go back and be another 190 years in the bondage in Egypt. And then they'll finish exile. Because they won't, now, now, now it's like starting again now. And they won't, in the first two, ten years, they got to the 49th, 49th level of Tum'ah. Now they can handle it again. After a three-day break of Kiddushah, they'll go back and they'll be able to start again and they won't fall again to the end. And then finally we'll finish the Galut and we're done. Mashiach will come. But Paro'ah Rasha'ah, he understood that in his evil, Moshe's intention. And therefore he was stubborn not to let them go, even for three days even. In order that they should not get even a, a breath of fresh Kiddushah air. And therefore they'll stay in Mitzrayim and they won't be able to complete the 190 years extra and then they'll have to be in exile like we are today. From here we see something tremendous. How great is it? Even small amount of days, a short amount of days, that a person will try to be holy and pick himself up. And how great it is that it has an impact on the future for him. We don't realize. We think, ah, big day, I went to Minyan a few days in a row. I'm running well a few days in a row. What's that going to do me? Oh, it's tremendous. It's so great you have no idea what it does. You cleanse yourself. Give yourself a shot. of clean shot of Kiddushah. Away from the Tum'ah. A couple of days off. The guy says, I need a vacation. So he goes to Aruba. Or he goes to who knows where? Honolulu. He goes to Hawaii. Oh, there's no vacation over there. It's just, you know, nothing to get over there. Just the Hulu. So nothing else. <laughs> There's more, more tomorrow. If you didn't get it in that miracle, it's cold in the winter, so now you want to get it now, I'll go somewhere to get it. Okay. Ridiculous. 
Shuvavim, time is teaching us this, time is six weeks teaching us. No, we have to capitalize and put some capital. What we're getting these days now is, is utensils and, and weapons in order to fight back the rest of the year. And that's why it's so important to free yourself up even a short amount of time. Guys in business, take an hour off. Be holy. Learn something. Guys in yeshiva, get a breath of fresh air. Of course, you're sitting in yeshiva. But make it more. Make it count more. Maybe a little less talking at night about who knows what. Use your time. Get the air. Get the fresh air. Never underestimate or, or take upon yourself some for a couple of days to be strong on something. And these few days mean a lot. It's not a few days, it's a lot. That's what we're seeing here. They say, Mashal, he has a Mashal story. It says the rabbi from Zinikov, one time he says he was in the city of Vienna. And he saw a guy cleaning the streets. See, so he, he said, I went over to the guy and I said, I asked him, I said, why are you working so hard? Anyway, you know, in a couple of hours from now, it's going to get dirty again. <laughs> this week before, it's 84. So why, why, work, why work for nothing? And you know what he answered me, the guy, the cleaning guy? He says, you're right. But in a couple of hours, he also knows it's going to be dirty again in the streets. But he says, if I don't clean constantly, it'll get to the point that the dirt will be so great that you won't be able to walk in the streets anymore. You hear that? Tremendous man. Story, true story. This guy understood that if I don't clean, even that's true. Five hours later, it's dirty again. But let's say he wouldn't clean. Five hours later, it's dirty again, and dirty again, and dirty again. And eventually, people will not be able to walk in the streets. It'll be one big sanitation department, the streets. It'll be a garbage dump. And that's what he, this rabbi says. He says, 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 this is our, 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 our avodah, our job in the Shavarim weeks. To clean up the act, to wash up, and that will be able to give us quite to continue afterwards. There will be piled high with dirt and bad and bad things. We'll be able to continue and have a better year. This is the point. So let's remember. Let's learn from the parasha. Make make sure to get that fresh air. To use these these couple of days now these few weeks now, these parashiyot, and think of the fight against Parah, who's Yitzharah, he's symbolizing Yitzharah, let's think of how to, how to break loose on certain subjects that we have to work on, whether it be Torah, Yerat Shamaim, praying, being nice to people, there's so much to, to deal with, and we're being tested on all the fronts, and we have to deal with it. And let's not say to ourselves, yeah, let me take a few days on this topic, I'll work on it. Ah, so just that's on you. What are you wasting your time for? Anyway, you don't go back to your old ways anyway before. No. These few minutes are valuable. These few days, these couple of weeks are valuable for us. We got the breath of fresh air. We'll be able to take on the rest of the year, Mr. Tashim, in a much higher level, in a much better way, and be successful in our Avodah Torah Amen. Amen.